0: In preparation for today's message, we shall be reading from the book of the Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 4. Again, that is the Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 4. Please, your, please open your Bibles to that portion of the scripture and join me in reading God's word. Let us all rise in reverence to the word of God. Verse 4. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. Praise God for the reading of his word. You may now be seated. The title of today's message is Love and Patience. Based on Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 4. Do you think those two words go together? Love and patience. Uh, Paul wrote in another text, another chapter and verse, love is patient. We can't separate both. If you love and not, you say you love and you are not patient, you need to make those adjustments quickly. Because that's like fake news. The Song of Solomon, also known as the Song of Songs, is traditionally believed to be the work of King Solomon. However, an alternative viewpoint relates to another author or curator, whose work reflected Solomonic style or Solomonic wisdom. Traditionally, the book was created as a united work. But another viewpoint is that it is an anthology. A collection of poems arranged to reflect a story. The poetic structure involves romantic dialogue, And it's full of symbols and imagery. The central theme is romantic love, which makes some wonder about its inclusion in the sacred text. From a Jewish standpoint, it is seen as an allegory of God's affection for Israel. And in Christian thought, as a depiction of Christ's love. For the church. Yet some debate that perspective, those perspectives. One rule of interpretation unless the allegory is stated as an allegory or as an illustration, you are conservative in your treatment of it. Despite The absence of direct references to God or His love for Israel or the church. The presence of this book in the Holy Scripture implies a recognition that romantic love is celebrated. Uh, 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 Provided it aligns with a broader scriptural context. In the Jewish context, it's always about God's law, God's covenant. Believers must celebrate romantic love within marriage, the most sacred of all relationships next to God. God is our most sacred relationship, and next to God is a relationship that He Himself ordained, That propagated the human race, the marriage between man and woman, and because of that, we are here today. Let's read the verse again, Songs of Solomon 8.4. We are reading from the English Standard Version. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. You can find the exact phrase spread all over the book. At the beginning, somewhere in the middle, and this one at the end. It's a poem. It's a collection of poems. I'm inclined to believe that part. That there was a curator who collected these wonderful romantic poems and put it together to share to us some wisdom. Yet some parts of there are quite graphic. In fact, for the curiosity of everybody, let me just say it out loud. Once upon a time, this was for adults only. Now, because I said that, many young people will go home and read it out of curiosity. (laughs) At least they're reading the Bible, right? The poem calls for the daughters of Jerusalem. Who are the daughters of Jerusalem? These are the future wives and mothers of the nation. But it's not a simple appeal. But a significant charge or mandate. It's a mandate. And those who read it must not take the message lightly. Instead, they should treat it with utmost importance. Now, the poem calls for the daughters of Jerusalem. Does this apply to us in modern time? Of course, because somehow Israel and Jerusalem in those days, were God intended the nation to be like a model nation, where one literacy is very high in the Israelite nation in history. They were required to teach every child how to read, how to read their writings, how to understand the law. Can you imagine today teaching the law? And I do mean our law in the Philippines, for example, teaching line by line to your children today. We don't do that. They do that. They did that. (laughs) Because their law involves law in society. The covenant between God and man that includes the moral law and there the law of the ceremonies to keep the culture together. Same things doing together with deep significance. That's why it is good for communities to have certain traditions and one simple way is coming to church every Sunday. That's a simple tradition where you see you meet people slowly and you meet in small groups every week, somehow those traditions keep us together. So it applies to us. So if I were to change this, oh, Daughters of Naga City, or Bicol, or the Philippines, and more specifically to the Daughters of the Families in G.C. of Naga, our church community, Hear ye, hear ye, hear the mandate given to us from ancient times and still applicable today, For what sake? For what sake? For the sake of the nation. Yes, for the sake of the nation. The way you behave will affect the future of the nation. Huh? Really? How? What's the connection? There's deep connection. Deep connection on the future mothers and wives. Those who fail to respect the solemn mandate will end up what? Surrendering their emotions, young women surrendering their emotions to an ungodly culture. And what has been the prevailing anti-God culture ever since? Of course, one is promiscuity, experiment. Do what you want, be your own woman without accountability. If they surrender themselves to the ungodly culture, the future doesn't look good. Because if they do not know how to remain patient, they will not reflect that in the family. And they will have probably, probably, if love or romantic love is awakened before its time or is not disciplined. When future wives cannot discipline their emotions. We will have more chaos in the sense that young boys and girls, if they do not see one strong adult at home it breaks them mentally, emotionally, psychologically, it damages them to the core. Now I'm not saying, young men, you are free, oh no, 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 we have an obligation, I will share it later the importance of having a support culture for young women, that they may be the woman of God they were called to be. If we lose appropriate women in society, I do believe society will enter into chaos, and that chaos may be slow, slow. Soon you'll be Nations will be putting bigger budgets on for bigger prisons. Because if there was no patience, if emotions were not tamed, the children of the future must look up to what? Respectable wives and mothers. Our daughters here do not stir up or awaken love. Until it pleases. Now we'll define that, what that does mean poetically. What is the interpretation? In a, in, this is in poetic form, but what is a poem trying to say? Well, it's trying to say patience, the second point. Patience, though it might go against their inquisitive nature and emotional inclinations. And that is so true, the inquisitive nature, to ask, to be curious, how does it look? How does it feel? It might against, go against your inquisitive nature or emotional inclinations. The daughters of Jerusalem must resist the urges that hasten romantic love's development. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Do not stir it up. But even if the urge is strong, they must remember the charge. And what is the charge? Do not awaken love unless it so pleases. What does that mean? It would need emotional discipline. Emotional discipline. Can we all say that? those two words? Emotional discipline. Let me read the verse again. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. Now, here's the thing. Even if perhaps it's time, and that's a whole different discussion. And last Friday we discussed that. And even Saturday night where I gather young men and twice a month, young women, to ask me all their, the questions they can ask, if whatever they can think of. And I tried to answer one question, was, when do you know it's time? So I had a lengthy discussion to know when it is time. And that involves spiritual maturity, mental, emotional maturity, and then when it is time, financial maturity. <laughs> So young girls, the young boys are not qualified, most of them don't have financial maturity. And most of you young girls and young boys, you don't have emotional maturity. How do you know that? Patience, are you patient enough? Are you responsible enough? I warned them that those, there are those who before they got married were so romantic, but after they got married, after One year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years. They're no longer romantic. What happened? What happened? What happened? Uh, I said, haven't you observed your parents? Their life is about chores about you. Why do they work for you, for the family? It's a bunch of chores they have to do. And you're asked to help. And you don't even help sometimes. If you can't even help. Deny yourself to help the family, the parents who work so hard for you. You are not ready. How do you train yourself to be ready? At home, brother or sister? At home. If you cannot be patient and work it out harmoniously with your siblings, you'll have a hard time. Because at the start, he looks like, Perhaps your dream come true, or not. Do not awaken until it's time. You have to be wiser. Songs of Solomon is considered under Christian scholarship within the wisdom books. It means we must be wiser. Of course, you have to like the person. I'm not saying you marry somebody you don't like. But more than external parts, you have to look deeper. Be warned, be warned, be warned, for today's a world of fake. They advertise a pizza that's so sticky with mozzarella in their videos, right? Then you buy it, there's no stickiness, it's just cheese. You were duped! And sometimes on the external, how he speaks, how she speaks, how he actually acts, I found my one and only... And then after a few years of marriage, you say, what did I marry? Oh dear Lord. But by grace, by grace, if both of you humble yourself before God, there is hope. Amen? Yes. But that's also a problem. What if it's not both of you? Because uh, that also happens. People get married and hoping the other one will fear God one day. And follow the Bible one day. It doesn't always happen once in a while it does so we're blessed that some of you are that <laughs> praise god some of you made me work more than a year by god's grace by god's grace ah oh, realities of life what happens teenage mind doesn't see reality they just feel strong emotion boom, boom. Too strong that it makes you faint, right, ladies? Your crush suddenly says hello, you lose all strength, right? <laughs> and you faint. <laughs> Do not awaken love until it's time. You know why? Once it's awakened, it's hard to make it sleep again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I encourage in church, community, young people, I keep saying this ever since I became a pastor here. Friendship only first. Get to know one another. If you marry a good friend, that's actually better. Friendship first. Try not to be romantic. So I encourage you, engage one another, have coffee, eat, but no romantic dates. Everybody in the friend zone, as of this time, but at the right time, we will celebrate it. Don't wake up. Sleep now, sleep. (laughs) Stay asleep. Don't wake up. Be patient. Because once it's awakened from a crush to sort of reality. But here's the problem when you're broken-hearted early. You're going to hate the opposite sex in general. And that's illogical. That's a fallacy. What's a fallacy? Hasty generalization. All men are like this. And all women are like this. Then you're traumatized. I'll never marry again. Oh, well, sorry, that's for adults, that's for tonight. (laughs) You haven't married yet, so you can't say, I'll never marry again, okay. So, do not awaken. I did my homework before I got married. I did interviews with many married couples of all ages, and I asked them, what's it like? What are the plus and minus, the positive and the negative, the struggles, and what they can celebrate? And I realized it's more complicated than I thought, <laughs> Ooh. and here's the problem young ladies the media has been making money out of you and your family do you know those stories that Disney made a happy ending of they were actually very scary stories to warn, to warn us not to go out in the woods Little Red Riding Hood, because a wolf, a wolf is there. And we ended up making it fun ending. Little Mermaid, do not sign a contract with the evil one. Oh, they turned that to a happy ending. Oh, originally it was warning upon warning upon warning. Apparently every culture warns their young ladies. To be careful to be careful for the big bad wolf might not be looking like a big bad wolf but a handsome debonair <laughs> he beats me all the time huh why why did you marry him I don't know he was handsome uh, that's when you do research where, how does he treat his own family? If he can take some nagging from mom and smile, smile okay mom, oh that's good sign. <laughs> if he's corrected, it's a <laughs> not good sign, not good sign. It, it's not too late, young men, young ladies, train yourself now, at least you know. What should you do before the time? It's to train yourself to be the one. And this is not only for young ladies, for young men as well. Although there are many standards for young men according to scripture. Because we need young men to be future leaders of their homes. Oh, every step of the way. The last point is timing. Young women may wonder about the appropriate time to awaken romantic love. The poem does not specify the details and you see that's something about poems or especially Jewish literature. Sometimes it doesn't, doesn't tell you exactly. They are hoping you're wise enough to figure it out, but some people are not, okay? Just like we discussed about integrity, you remember that? The integrity of the upright guides them. The crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. You have to figure it out that we have to live with uprightness and integrity. But the, the poem or the proverb didn't say live with integrity. The New Testament is more direct. Walk in a manner worthy of your calling. But in poetic form, you have to figure it out. Do not awaken love until it pleases or until it's right time. Don't force it, don't trigger it, how do you deal with that, ladies, young? How do you not trigger it when there are so many incredibly well-written, well-directed telenovelas today? How? Well, turn it into prayer. Yeah, after a telenovela, you should be more prayerful, right? Lord, but you have to go beyond the surface because what did they research? They research what makes you feel more, they research what? The triggers, the picture-perfect triggers, the perfect lines that when a woman hears that, they're brought into a vicarious world of fantasy and suddenly now, if they're married, they hope their husbands would watch the same telenovela and adapt keep dreaming lady (laughs) I encourage the ladies last Friday yes there must be some spiritual character and financial it cannot just be the physical you ask any mother here any wife here today between six packs or six digit income they know their answer quickly but if you can have both praise God right it seldom happens that you have both okay it that seldom happens it can happen it can those are always in the gym like spending six to eight hours in the gym nice buddy but no money Where are the good men? They are toiling out there. They're thinking of ways. How do I increase the income so that I can provide for my wife and children? Oh, so my children won't feel deprived. And some of them are trying, trying, and we all have our limits. Wait for the time and be patient. Uh, The poem does not specify when, but one should assume that wisdom should be significant. After all, the poem is in the style of Solomon. However, it should be done cautiously when you think it's time, cautiously, because love can be dangerous and should not be played with. Love is as strong as death, according to another poem within the collection. Love is as strong as death. What does that mean? Mm. Well, probably it's dangerous. It's hard to undo a damage in your emotion that takes years to undo. Another thing, maybe, it's hard to resist. When it's time, we cannot resist death when it is time. And we're hoping when it is time, even if you stop, keep love asleep, romantic, when it's time. Love will wake up. That's a better story. Now I was asked about what if some are called to be single? Yes, that is biblical as well. So let us not look down on singleness. It is scriptural as well that God has designed some. Others man had made. Others God had made. But I trust in a God who is sovereign and his timing and everything is perfect. But the warning here is to the daughters of Jerusalem, don't rush in. No, I think Elvis had a song, was that? Only Fools Rush In? You know that song? Oh, I can't help falling in love with you. (laughs) No discipline, right? Only fools rush in, but I can't help. No discipline. <laughs> I'm not saying lose the heart now, but the heart must work with the mind. Hello, God gave you a mind. It's not only the heart, it's also with the Mind. First, I do believe if you are a believer, you believe in the Bible, you don't marry anybody who doesn't fully believe in the Scriptures and does not fear God. Why? The Scripture is already the basis of an agreement. Can two walk together unless they agree? A prophet said that. I believe it was Amos. And Can two walk together unless they agree? No, they cannot. First, at least, there's a basis of what? We both believe in Scripture. And we both bow to Scripture. There is a basis. What happens when you get married without the basis? You're feeling everything, you're not sure. You have to figure out everything on how how you can agree. And that takes forever sometimes. I've heard that in one of the trainings I had as a young non-life insurance agent. There was an old guy gray hair and said I was once young now I am old and until today my wife and I can't understand each other and I said oh are you joking or is that an omen no it's reality it's reality and he was talking about penmanship (laughs) well In the U.S., they say they're on 40 to 50% divorce rates today, Uh, that's the U.S. So if you follow U.S. advice from their movies, you are doomed, okay? You have to follow the ancient advice of Scripture. Do not awaken love. They separate, why? Because they base it on what? A feeling, a romantic emotion. Not seeing that marriage is what? It's a partnership for life. There's a purpose and one of God's purpose is to grow families because what? That's a basic unit of society. His mandate is still there to fill the earth. Aren't we overpopulated? No, no, we're not. You'll know that by just riding the plane. We try to live all in cities, but the rest of the world is very spacious. And and, in Christian thought... There must be a purpose, and that purpose is still the mission to make disciples, proclaim the gospel, meet people for the glory of God, host dinners, lunch to visit others' homes, and and talk about God. (laughs) That's the mission. It's part of the mission. And until we grow old, we have to keep doing that. Yeah, that's why they come up with these songs. You've lost that loving feeling because they base marriage on a loving feeling that's sure sure that's the toppings you put on the ice cream that's not the ice cream can you imagine just eating toppings that's not the ice cream that's not the real deal the real deal is the person the character can you have a long conversation it's a conversation for life can you sit down and have a cup of coffee for 30 minutes and not argue <laughs> can you sit down and say oh that's a wonderful story great great <laughs> It's a long conversation where you can enjoy the company of each other without threatening or feeling threatened. Without the feeling of once competing with the other that I'm better than you. You're a team that supports each other for life. It's a partnership. Only fools rush in. There's a proverb for that, those who are hasty, they are the fools. Those who are hasty make mistakes. So if you come saying, I know the one. Okay, have you read Proverbs with a multitude of counselors, A plan succeeds? Have you heard godly counsel about who you are, who she is? What do you both know about marriage? Have you gone through that? You did not get godly counsel, you just rushed in because you felt it. Who are you to say to me? And you love this song, You and Me Against the World. And the other song there is, I did it my way. (laughs) We should just have a karaoke night later, okay, (laughs) For, for that. (laughs) For that Valentine night. (laughs) Uh. Oh, ladies, our daughters, daughters of of our community, do not awaken love. Tell love to sleep. Oh, I'm not saying don't appreciate the young man. You should. And I'm not saying do not look good. You should. That's part of growing up. Only dress up to glorify God. Don't dress up for the sake of flattery. Don't dress up for the sake of what? It feels a little bit good. For the young person to feel like people think she's sexy but after a while you'll complain if they treat you like a sex object uh, look nice look wonderful look presentable look beautiful but don't look like somebody's gonna come to you and say how much Uh, A simple rule we give young ladies here, if you're above the knee here, cover up here. If you reveal some skin here, uh, a little longer there. Why? Because if this is open and that is open, how much? Of course, unless you're in the beach. Do you have (laughs) GCash? Sorry, sorry, I have to stop. (laughs) I won't end joking. Sorry. By the way, I need a receipt. No, no, I have to stop. (laughs) Uh, uh, I need to refund this to my company. Uh, Okay, okay, application. Celebrate romance in marriage. The family is primarily believed to be the basic unit of society. Yet one may argue that it is marriage. God designed marriage to be a union between husband and wife, which includes the benefits of romantic love. Therefore, we should celebrate romantic love, and for singles what? We celebrate romantic love that leads to marriage. If it does not lead to marriage, what are you doing? What, a, a temporary arrangement? That's one of the stupid things this world is doing right now. What? You'll have shattered memories. You'll have shattered emotions. And that's difficult to live with, but if you're stuck with one man, you can't compare him with any other, right? He's all you've got. He's the only one in your memory. Praise God! Romantic love with no intent to marry is not encouraged. And if you come to me and say, Pastor, pray for us because she's my girlfriend now. My next question is, When are you getting married? If you say, Oh, not yet. We're seeing this, we'll see. We have responsibilities in there to our families. Oh. So what do I say? Um, If you want my advice, you can still do whatever you want, of course. Be friends for now. and that's a problem if you awakened it before it's time sleep now sleep (laughs) young ladies when you gather together and you observe one of your fellow ladies single ladies acting weirdly you just say the phrase sleep now sleep That's a non-offensive way of saying, you might be crossing the line with your emotions. Sleep now, sleep. Ladies, you should remain patient and cautious. Young women should be patient with God's will in matters of the heart. Our daughters must recognize the potential perils accompanying romantic love when its season has not yet arrived. not all men are like the fables like prince charming they're even worse than shrek let me now. let me tell you i didn't marry a prince charming i married a shrek he farts every day and i could hear it from across the rooms (sighs) and he's overweight well good if you find a shrek who takes care of the family But you'll find a prince that is a mama's boy, oh boy, oh boy. When you're married and you have to make a major decision, husband will say, I'll ask my mommy first. (laughs) Oh brother, and you mothers today, do not fight for their every problem. Let them deal, young men should deal with their problems. They have to face up to it. Don't be so protective, my little son, my little son. What are you doing? You're growing a weak (laughs) That's why we have weak men today (laughs) Let them fight it out and let them reconcile Over our protective mothers What are you? You're like the witch and Hansel and Gretel feeding that little Children to fatten them up so you will eat them means it's for your own emotional benefit evil mothers do not look evil they're very kind and overprotective sometimes uh, young ladies the mama's boy looks so good physically mommy takes care of them <laughs> But at a certain age, mommy must say, Daddy, you have to take over. And Daddy says, Son, why are you complaining about that? Fix it yourself. Daddies, don't lose that. We need that. Don't listen to modern psychology. Listen to the Bible. We need strong men telling young men, you will defend your family one day. You have to be up to it. You have to earn this amount. You have to know to suffer for your family. Do not grow weaklings. And the modern family is growing weaklings. But not you. Amen? (laughs) Praise God. Not you. Not you, not you, not you. Praise God. You make sure, all right? (laughs) There are perils. Now, there's a worse kind of peril. Young men who have no connection with their parents absolutely cut off mentally and emotionally. That's dangerous too. That's dangerous too, because there's no accountability. If they show no respect to their parents, that's dangerous too. They think of no consequence. They don't care about consequence. How dangerous is that? You think he loves you? He doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know what it means to be patient and to sacrifice. He doesn't know it yet fully. You need him allowing to grow up. To grow up. And not to interfere by sucking all of his time for you. You let him the space to learn. And we as a community of fathers and parents here, I have decided long ago with my wife, believing it takes a village to raise a child, it, take, it takes other fathers, other parents, mothers to help correct our children, to nourish them, to cherish them, to challenge them to grow up. Of course, no parent should take over the role of the parents from the other side, no, 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 no. no. So I say, I li- I'm like your her Tito here, I call it Godfather, a Nino. And you're all godfathers of each other here, even though we were not part of the ceremony. But we are a church community where one can get advice from another because that's not my area of skill. I cannot advise in certain areas, but other fathers might. Of course, we have to be biblical in all things. (sighs) Young ladies, there are perils of romantic love. If they don't intend to marry you, it most of the time, if not all of the time, does not end well. And please, do not idolize pop stars whose songs are about breakups. Good, you don't know. <laughs> I mean, Hit song after hit song, it's about a breakup. So. Is that what we idolize now? Huh. Another story about the breakup, another song. Uh, So, young ladies, follow me, everybody. Repeat after me. Let's talk to the young ladies. Follow me. Sleep. Sleep. Now sleep. (laughs) He means don't wake up. I'm a romantic love. And lastly, as I close, create a supportive culture. The church community must create a culture of celebrating romantic love and marriage, yet also shape culture that fosters what? Godly friendship. If you see our young people meeting each other, let's not be suspicious at the start. But if it's the same person again and again, be suspicious, okay? Because my encouragement is to meet everybody, develop godly relationships from different people while you are very young. Because if you are... Gated so early, yeah. Gated. tagalog gated. A boundary was put around you, and before the time, somebody said to you, "You are mine." What's the problem with that? Well, you miss out on a lot of very good friendships around because you already have a jealous partner so early. He has no right at that age, nobody does, you belong to your family, not them, not them, but when it is time, family eases up and say maybe it's time, but if it is not time, and that is a problem, I praise God that when my wife and I meet our college friends, Many of the young men there were close friends of hers in godly friendships. And many of the young women then were were friends of mine. And now they married each other. (laughs) So when we see each other, it's like a group of friends always celebrating. Because we married each other. And you know what? Because we were so careful about cross relationships. What's that? Trial relationships. There are no issues among that group. Oh, that's why you don't like going to a reunion. Like why like your wife doesn't like you going to a reunion, right? And your husband doesn't like you going to your reunion. Why? Old fires. <laughs> oh, you still look good today. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Creative, supportive culture of what? Godly friendships. Here in church. Coupled with what? Restraint. Yes, engage one another but do not cross the boundary of romantic love. Young men, listen to me. Conduct yourselves in a way that does not provoke romantic love. You really want to say, I love you. Please add as a sister. (laughs) Please add that. (laughs) If you really want to say it. Or the old song, I love you with the love of the Lord. (laughs) I love you with the love of God. (laughs) Young men, please do not provoke it. Maintain your distance. Be a gentleman, young men. Bring the ladies home. Late night church activity. Bring them home to their doorstep. We protect our young ladies in church. Young ladies, if they brought you home, doesn't mean they're courting you, all right? The only court you'll be thinking of is the court of GCF. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's a joke. Uh, Young men, conduct yourselves properly. Don't provoke it. But what should we do? We should project patience, appreciate one another, thank one another, enjoy godly friendships without crossing the line. But when it is time, and you have matured financially, emotionally, and most important, spiritually, then you consult godly men here, godly women about how do I do that in such a way that is God glorifying. And you have us to support you all the way. Team GCF is with you (laughs) and will back you up. But if you hide behind the shadows because you said perhaps you're a undercover Christian. You know the problem with undercover Christians? It doesn't reflect that they're Christians, right? Yeah, that's why one of my classmates says, oh, Christian din ako. I almost wanted to say. (laughs) Sorry, halata. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, it means it's not obvious that you look like a Christian. Uh, no, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. But at least generally in our behavior, they would know if we are believers. Generally speaking. No, don't hide behind the shadows. If you have to hide, <gasps> Pastor Ed is there. <laughs> if you have to do that. If you see me, you say, building friendship. (laughs) Praise God. So I give you a piece of poetry entitled, Patiently Wait. The poet's emphasis, let's hear, heed the message, which is so clear. The daughters of Jerusalem, each one of them is like a gem. Brand the message in every mind. Respect what the good Lord designed. It's a mandate, not an appeal. Follow it despite what you feel. Do not stir up nor awaken. Make sure no one is mistaken. Romantic feels must be contained. It should never go unrestrained. Do not awaken love. Do not, if it's off time, don't take your shot. You might miss and miss a lot more. Be cautious then how you explore. Patiently wait, patiently wait. Remain in a devoted state. You will celebrate, if he wills, towards a marriage that fulfills. Let us all rise and let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for your message. Thank you for this wonderful poetry. Yet we remember that the center of it all, the center of scripture, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the nation must remain healthy and part of that healthy part is romantic love in its time. Not out of time, but in its time. And we pray that we have that here, women of God, as well as we pray for men of God. We pray with all seriousness, women of God. May the young women have in their heart a godly ambition to be godly wives and mothers. Yet even the in scripture that they can be industrious if they want to they can have wonderful careers if they want to or stay at home and watch everything watch the nest make sure everybody is taken care of oh thank you Lord and we pray for our church community with every family every young man and every young woman and give us a culture that celebrates romantic love in its time be glorified may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of the father and the fellowship of his spirit be with you all God's people say amen good morning God bless you
1: child of weakness watch and pray find in me thy all His Jesus died my soul to save My lips shall still repeat